0: Scope did, did say to take up a new hobby. I told him to pick up a hobby. Get a hobby, would you? Everybody needs a hobby.
1: Pick up a new hobby, like skydiving
0: or dirt bike riding. I guess we have to get those hobbies going. It's a hobby of mine. It's a
1: hobby, really. They
0: are other hobbies. I like to chew on shoes. You
1: and me got the same hobby. I love it. It's my biggest hobby. I love it. So
0: what are your hobbies?
1: Hey, it's Todd from the Evening Edge, and welcome to another episode of Todd Needs a Hobby. I'm talking to listeners about their different, unusual, interesting hobbies. And joining me on the phone is John Ashbaugh. And John, you've got, you've got a number of uh, different hobbies.
0: Yeah, I've got a couple of them. So
1: yeah, yeah. So let's uh, <laughs> let's get right into it. So the first thing, I mean, you sent me this long list, and I think this is uh, very intriguing. And one of the things that caught my attention uh, is this uh, this pepper processing that you grow yeah. peppers now. I have some friends who every year have a pepper, like a ghost pepper party, and they okay. have all these different foods that have ghost peppers in them, and uh, it's it's like a competition to see who could make it the hottest, and it's uh, they've got all kinds of food, like mac and cheese and... Um, chili and all these is that kind of what we're talking about here is that what you're
0: going for well sort of and sort of not so okay um, so i um i like it hot i like the the food to be spicy and hot but i want it to taste good too i want it to just burn your face off
1: right right
0: you know so um, um one of the biggest mistakes i ever made in my life was i met ed curry who developed a reaper and bought some seeds off of him and had been at this um, pepper place for a couple hours eating scorpion ghost pepper stuff and thought i really acclimated myself well and he offered me a piece of a reaper pepper and honestly that was the worst thing i ever did in my life
1: so (laughs) so do you have to build yourself up to that like is is it is it a it's a process or
0: yeah it's a you you know it's um it's a process because i You know, I didn't start eating anything hot until I was. uh, I'm 64, and I didn't start eating anything hot until I was in my 40s, and um, probably early 40s. But yeah, you got to build yourself up to it. The more you, the more you eat, the less it uh kind of affects you. So um, yeah, so it's it's a process. So I so I started out. Um, do you want me to just tell you how I, everything I started out with?
1: Yeah, early? I mean, well let, let me ask you this. I mean, was this, uh, you said you didn't start doing this until you were in your 40s. What was it that got you interested in that? I mean, what was it just having this experience, or did somebody um, you know else sort of introduce you to this, and you thought, hey, what's what's up with that?
0: So, no, actually, what it introduced me to it was I was trying to... Uh, you know, Chipotle was really popular at the time, um, you know, 20 years ago, and I was trying to think of a, a way to get a, a Chipotle type of rub that I could put into my, you know, smoker or something, and right. um, I started looking at stuff, and uh, everything was processed, and, um, you know, had liquid smoke, or it was a uh, powder with liquid smoke added to it, or, you know, or it was or um, you know dehydrated out on a field with rats and mice running through it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so i decided well i'm going to try to make my own and something i like and i've been cooking since i was eight years old my mom started to teach me how to cook when she uh, got sick and and uh so i've been cooking since but anyway um so so what i did was started uh, like just trying to smoke different peppers and see what they did right how they turned out and uh I would say it took me probably eighteen months and probably over two or three hundred pounds of peppers and um before I got the temperatures right, the right woods, the right taste, the right smell. And all you know, and all this time I was giving away to guys at work and Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they loved it. And then when I finally got it, it's like this is really good, you know, and I finally got what I wanted. <laughs> and um so so then I um uh, they said, well, you know, you need to make something hotter, and you need to do this. And so, I'm, you know, I was pretty happy with just the jalapeno stuff. And uh, anyway, I started making habanero, and I started making – I grew a ghost pepper and did those and did some reaper, and and those were way too hot for me. And But some other guys liked it, really. Sure, really yeah. There's
1: always going to be those one or two guys, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep going, keep going.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, during all this time, too, we actually – I actually took peppers present to work. We'd have a uh, pepper eating contest, you know, it's like you could eat the, <laughs> the Reaper or the, or the, the uh, ghost pepper with, right. um, you know, without
1: keeling over. Dying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, finally I, I decided, well, that the taste I had really wasn't the taste I wanted. I wanted something a little bit better. So I, I developed a six pepper blend. So I, I developed a blend of, uh, of uh, serrano, cayenne, habanero, uh Anaheim, um Fresno, jalapeno and uh cayenne. And, wow. <laughs> it really really tasted good. <clears throat> and and um I've I've since then switched the uh cayenne or, I'm sorry, the Anaheim for hatch chilies because they're basically the same thing, just a little bit hotter. But uh it's got a really, really great flavor to it. It's not too hot. And uh I started using like about probably about a pound of the year in my cooking and stuff. And, and, um, uh, that's kind of how I, I got into it. And, then you know, how the many uh, and everything else were, were kind of an afterthought after I ran out. Of right.
1: How many, room. uh, how many pepper plants do you have growing in your yard?
0: So two years ago, uh, me and a friend of mine, he had a five acre and We had 400 plants. Wow. Uh, this year, this year and last year, I'll probably end up with about 200 because he's he's not doing it with me anymore. Um, so I'll have probably about uh, between 150 and 200 plants, which is plenty because you get, you know, basically 70 pods off of each plant, wow, roughly.
1: That is great. Now, what do you have to? Is it just watering them and just making sure the rabbits don't get into them, or do the rabbits leave <laughs> those alone?
0: The rabbits don't touch them. Yeah, touch yeah. Though. And actually, for a bug spray, what I use is I take all the old super hot peppers from the year before and I boil them down in uh, water, vinegar and mint and uh, spray them on the on the pepper plants. And uh keeps bugs and anything else off of them. I don't have any, <laughs> any bugs. Yeah. Or bugs
1: else. have some common sense. Let's not go yeah. to those plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, have you ever, yeah. uh, I mean, you've been doing this and, and people love it. I mean, have you ever thought about trying to do it as a business or is it just something you enjoy doing yeah. for fun?
0: So, so, right now I'm kind of doing it for fun. I uh, actually sell at the Yellow Springs Farmers Market to days or two days a month on the uh,
1: okay yeah every other,
0: every other saturday and um i looked into uh producing it but um there's a there's a guy locally named tom who does tom's garden and tom's hot sauce and i talked to him several times and it's a big ordeal to get into a um into a restaurant or get into a um a grocery store because you have to you know, you have to start making like uh, 85 gallon batches. You have to co oh, wow. produce it and you, you can't source your own peppers. And you, you know, uh, so, you know, where you're, Well, right now I'm making, you know, maybe, you know, I, I might make, uh, you know, 50 bottles or 100, 100 bottles a month. You know, he's making, uh, 1200 bottles every single time he does it and then he got to process it and sell it and you know yeah. transport it and store it and
1: Much better is kind of a uh, a hobby with a little french benefit of the side on the side of uh, making a few bucks here and there.
0: Yeah and, it, and it's fun and you know and mostly the biggest thing I like about it is at the market I get to meet all these people and I actually have now a pretty good following there at the the farmers market where you know uh, I'd say probably over 500 people on my on my Facebook page, like it and follow it, and, and um, that's awesome. Fun. I mean, I have a good time doing it. That is it, awesome. It's enjoyable.
1: Now, one of the other hobbies you mentioned in your email, I had never heard of this before: the Lichtenberg wood fracking. Now, I looked online and I and I watched a video. I'm like, ah, so that's how that works. Yeah. And I, I uh, I've seen I've seen the artwork before, but I just had no idea how that was done um and it has to do with wood and electricity
0: right right yeah
1: right. so tell me about that
0: okay so um a friend of mine actually had had built one of these little devices and uh told me he, you know he thought he was gonna kill himself with it and and i'd seen it before online and everything and he was over here helping me uh work on the uh, bathroom and stuff and and uh so we we're talking about it and he uh He's like, well, you can have it because I'm afraid to touch it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he brought it over the next day he came over and I, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, you're lucky you didn't kill yourself. And, and, uh, I've, I've been around high voltage electric for, you know, a lot of my career, you know? And, uh, so anyway, I rebuilt it and made it safe and started using it and, uh, it's, it became addicting. I mean, it's just like, you know, you, um, get a piece of wood and you, uh, soak it down with water, and then you put an electric um, you know, electric catalyst on it that will actually help make the burn, and and um, you just watch it go. I've had the the Enon, you know, please stop and watch me. I live on a corner in Enon, and, and I do it outside, and I've had people with their dogs stop and watch me. <laughs> you know, wow. Like, like I'm a mad scientist. Yeah, guy. I
1: was going to say, it. it's like Doc Brown over there. He's trying to do time travel or something. What's going on? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. That's this uh, uh, is fun, and <laughs> um, the longer you leave it on, the deeper the burn goes. And you know, I've tried different types of wood, and and uh, they all react differently. And and uh, I found out that for softwood, cedar is about the best. For hardwood, um, oak and uh, maple, red oak and maple are probably the two best hardwoods to use.
1: Wow! Yeah. yeah. See, and my my wife would never let me uh, be near electricity. Because, I don't have a I don't have a great track record when it comes to, <laughs> yeah.
0: to that. Not I what? when I, when I do this, I stand back. I, yeah, you know, I I have a kill switch on it, but I stand back probably four feet from it and hold on to the extension cords that I've got it plugged into, so that any second I can just unplug it and yeah, kill you know, kill all the electric and everything. But it basically it's a um, it's a step up transformer from a microwave, and you. Uh, you take, uh, like, one positive side of the primary and one uh, one secondary side of it, and then you tie the other line to ground, and and you get, like, uh, 12,000 volts to run across the top of the wood. Oh, my gosh. 12,000 know, volts. Some of the transformers go up to, like, 30,000 volts, but uh, higher the voltage, lower the current. so. You do the
1: do the burn. lights in Eden, Eden uh dim <laughs> when you're out in front? Uh... <laughs> no, nah, because
0: honestly, it's only like uh, half an amp or so. It uh, okay, take much to burn it. So uh, yeah, but it's, it's it's a lot of fun, and then then I decide whether you know how it looks. I got to clean it out. I got to you know ask to wash it, and then brush it out with a, a right right you know like a still uh, still brush so it's just kind of like kind an of abstract
1: eyes. kind of an abstract sort of uh design right just sort of whatever right, right. whatever the, yeah. w- the the electric current does that's what it does
0: yeah and it doesn't it doesn't follow the wood grain it kind of just goes with, you know electric goes the shortest uh, resistance you know least resistance and that's how it follows everything and so it just does its own thing
1: how did they come up with this idea i, I would like how who had the idea of uh Let's soak this wood in water and then uh, drop in some electricity. Like, what were they doing? What were they trying to figure out? Yeah. Very interesting. Now, the other thing that you mentioned in there, and this, of course, caught my attention right off the bat, because you find and repair antique tube radios. Yeah. And that uh, I used to have a, a bit of a collection years and years ago when my father was still living He was uh, an an auctioneer. After he retired, he uh, went to auctioneering uh, school, became an auctioneer. And whenever he'd go and work at an auction, or even if he was just there uh, observing, he'd always pick up like an old radio, some sort of tube radio. And uh, at one point, he and I had sort of amassed probably, I don't know, 50 or 60 different uh, radios. And at some point, as you know, they just take up a ton of room. Right. They take up so much room, and if you don't have the space, and at the time, I was I was a young man. I was living in apartments. I hadn't purchased a house. Um, I, I just had no place to put all these, and then he passed, and we're like, all right, well, let's just get rid of these. I'll keep a couple of the ones that I like, and I still have those, and I have a couple of great like console um, models that had been my grandparents, an Atwater Kent, and uh, I forget what the other one is right offhand, but... Um, but that's that's really interesting to find those. Now, do you do you f- just find radios that lots of times look like they've just been beaten down and refurbish them, or I mean, what 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 do you do with
0: those? Yeah, so so pretty much I um uh, like <clears throat> especially when the pandemic hit, you know, we were we were kind sh- of shut down. I. I did a lot of searching and I'd go find the radio like out in Brookville or someplace right garage, yeah so yeah, and I'd bring it, bring it home, I'd go to Mendelssohn's and I'd buy new tubes for it, and I'd take it all apart and and I actually bought you know um like um uh Eric, correct uh, you know extensions you know or a wire for it and stuff. Sure, like, sure you know redo the extension cords on them or the plugins for them and right and the front and then the front facing on them and i'd, I'd fix all that stuff and and make them work and um um when i was in air force back in the 70s i it was a it was a part-time thing they still had two tvs so i'd repair two tvs and um so when you know when I heard Mendelssohn's going out of the business. I went in and bought as many yeah, tubes as yeah. I knew I could use. <laughs> so,
1: I, I don't, I don't know if you experienced this or if this was something that got you interested in electronics. But, uh, but I remember as a kid, my mom and dad had an old RCA tube television, and whenever uh, we'd start having problems with the TV, she'd have to call, call the RCA uh, the uh, the RCA uh, store in Dayton or whatever, and they'd send out a guy that would come out, he'd pull the TV out from the wall, take the back of it off, and fiddle around with all the, the tubes and the buttons and all that. And I'll tell you what, John, when I, as a little kid just sitting there watching that, it was the most entertainment. It was better than what was on television. You just had no idea that all that stuff was in the back of the TV.
0: Well, no, well luckily for me, my dad was in the Air Force, and he was repairing... Uh, Tube TVs and radios. Uh, he had a shop. They did it part time, and so I go down to the shop with him and watch yeah. him do all this stuff. And that's kind of what kept me interested in it. And then when I uh, got in the Air Force and I was stationed in North Carolina, and somebody say, "Well, their TV can't doesn't work anymore," I say, "Well, let me look at it." And <laughs> I go buy a two dollar tube and charge him twenty dollars. Right, it, right. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I always remember he'd be he'd be behind the TV. And he had this gadget that, that was basically like a mirror. I mean, it was a mirror, but it, it, it didn't look like a normal mirror. And he would hold it on, like hold it across the top of the TV so he could see the color. Like of the, yeah, you know, so, and he would sit there and he would adjust it to try to get the color right. You know, the way it should yeah, be. And I thought this. The uh, I was a youser.
0: A the, youser? The gouser. Oh,
1: a de Galser. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I I just I I was just so intrigued in the in his uh, toolbox, his big thing that opened up and oh my gosh, yeah that was yeah, cool.
0: So, so I, I, yeah, I like working on him and I like playing with him and the last one I did I actually had to take the whole insides out and and redo the whole um, the whole mechanism that uh, moved the uh, slide back and forth for picking up your channels. Right. And. Um, yeah, I basically had to re-engineer it because you couldn't buy this stuff anymore to make it work. But I got it working. Uh, the other thing I do is I find old phones like that too, and I try to repair those.
1: Really? So like just to, like old, like uh, like the old old um, yeah. crank phones? So a,
0: or Yes. Yeah, so I got a 1929 Kellogg crank phone that I tied into my ring doorbell. So when you ring my ring doorbell, the crank phone rings.
1: <laughs> That's pretty clever. That's great. Yeah,
0: it's, it's pretty good because it's, uh, like I, did, I had to combine three different voltages because, you know, your ring doorbell's 16 volts and your, uh, you know, whatever one was 90 volts and one was like 24 volts. The relays were 24 volts. I had to put three different transformers in it to get everything to work, <laughs> and you know.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's all very interesting. Um, clearly, you, you have a, a great love for electricity and peppers. Yeah. You could try yeah, to that. infuse those together somehow. Uh, look, I don't know what you could <laughs> come up with, but I'm sure you could probably. I bet some of those ghost peppers would probably work as fuel they're so hot.
0: Right? They probably would. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I make a ghost pepper honey. That I, I've taken that uh, infused ghost pepper into honey. Yeah, I buy I buy local honey. That that is one of the best sellers I have. It's uh, people love it. Wow, wow. I had a woman from uh, Kettering or from Centerville that uh, I gave her. He gave her a sample of it like in January, and um, then I didn't go back to the market for like eight weeks because of the weather. And when I went back. She's like, I came every week to try to buy this. <laughs> this goes, That's all I could think about.
1: That is crazy. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, John, I appreciate you chatting with me tonight and uh, talking about all this stuff. I learned a lot. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to go and check out more of the uh, Lichten, the Lichtenberg wood fracking. That's uh, yeah. seemed very interesting to me. I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not like a huge pepper guy. Like, uh, I go to, I, when I'd go to these ghost parties, they'd have at my friend's house, they'd have a table of nothing but ghost pepper, uh, infused foods. And then there's the other table, the the other table that's just, you know, boring, bland stuff. And that's where I'd spend most of the evening at <laughs> the boring and bland <laughs> stuff. Cause I just can't, oh, yeah. uh, I can't take that. I love chicken wings and I don't go any b- higher than like uh hot. I just can't yeah. do
0: it. Yeah. Well, I know I know you go to Clancy's a lot. And, I do, uh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> Clancy's, Clancy's actually has one of the uh, better scorpion uh, pepper uh, pepper wings in, in the area. I mean, it, it's really good. It's got a good taste to it, and it's not uh, it's not the kind. that's just gonna, you know, it's just not hot. It, it actually has a good flavor to it. Now, but
1: you got to build up to it, like you said, though, right? I can't yeah, go in yeah, there tonight and do. order them. I'll be uh, out for the count.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it it can hurt you in a hurry. Yeah.
1: Well, John, I appreciate you chatting with me, and um, good luck with all your endeavors, man. That's maybe one day uh, I'll see your face on the front of a uh, hot pepper uh, sauce uh, (laughs) bottle, and uh, I'll say, "I knew him when."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So yeah, my my hot sauce is called Jay's Jay's Pepper. So.
1: We'll look I, for uh, it.
0: I guess I have to tell you this little story real quick, if you got time. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, um, so my name is John, but my grandfather on one side was named John, and I had an uncle named John, and, and uh, another grandfather named Jacob. And my non- name is actually John Jacob. So my parents decided to call me Jay. <clears throat> so all my life I've been I had been known as Jay, and I finally went to to school, I was sitting in kindergarten or first grade, and. They're naming off all these people, and I'm not raising my hand because I don't hear my name. And finally, they said, they look at me, and said, what's your name? I said, well, it's Jay Ashball." They're like, no, it's John. I'm like, no, my name's Jay. And uh, they're like, we have a John Ashball." And I go, well, there must be another Ashball here because it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and anyway, they had to call my mom down to uh, the <laughs> office to uh, explain <laughs> to me why my name, why they call me Jay. Well, my, my name is really John
1: this that's time you had no peppers. idea you had no idea
0: yeah so that's why i named my uh peppers Jay peppers because uh um i didn't you know and, and even even when i took my son when after i got married and had a kid and took him to my relatives they all call me jay and he's like why do they call you jay dad and I'm like, so that's <laughs> something they know me by that's <laughs> you know? funny
1: that's funny well yeah. jay thanks for chatting tonight all right, well, thank you. Hey, it's Todd, host of The Evening Edge here on WHIO. My show is local and probably unlike anything you've listened to before. I was bitten by an alligator. No, you were, word word. you were not. You were not bitten by an alligator. I usually take a shower with you, too, but <clears throat> that won't be until <clears throat> later. I was just wondering if you've ever tried a fried egg on your BLT. Just want to tell you, I love your show. Oh, love it. Love thank it. Love the Evening Edge so with Todd Holst. Locally grown, seriously funny. Weeknights from 6 to 8 on WHIO